welcome to Hospitality Live with Rupesh. Each week, we feature an industry leader that will share the latest trends and the best strategies to help you grow. Now, welcome your host, Rupesh Patel. What's up, everybody? Guys, comment and let me know where you're watching from. Yes, this is not my office. This is live from my sister's house in Massachusetts. Guys, comment, let me know where you're watching from. This is episode number 100. I'm clapping by myself, but I'm sure everybody's excited. This is episode 100. Super excited about this. Can't believe we've made it to 100 episodes in a row. 100 weeks in a row. Super excited. And I'm more excited to celebrate this milestone with a legend in the hotel industry, an absolute legend. I cannot wait to speak with him. He's the author, he's a leader, he's an entrepreneur. Mr. Hortz Schultz, I can't wait. He's the founding president uh, or was a founding president of the Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company. Super excited. Guys, comment and let me know if this is live on LinkedIn and uh, where you're watching from. Let me see, let me see where people are watching from um, as we as I pull you guys up. Hang on. Let's see. Um, we are live. All right, guys. Comment. All right. We have Omaha, Nebraska. Hey, Adele. Can, thank you, Katie. Uh, Wendy, thank you so much. Daytona Beach is in the house. Can't wait to celebrate with you, Shelly. Ramit's in the house. Katie, can't wait. Um, all right. We got great wall of fire. Can't, yes. <laughs> yes. This is my sister's house. She has a beautiful house here. That's my niece right there, right there, right there. Um, super excited to do this hundredth episode. So excited. All right. We have uh, Delaware in the house, Florida in the house, North Carolina in the house, 100. Yes, we are 100. Trisha, Fort Lauderdale's in the house. India's in the house. Dallas, Texas. I will be there next Monday. Can't wait for a whole conference. North Carolina's in the house. Hey, good morning, Katie. Steven, good morning. Denver, Colorado's in the house. Orlando, my hometown is in the house. Goa, India, I love it. Sammy, <laughs> uh, Donna says, where's Sammy? Sammy's upstairs. Uh, he's celebrating with my the rest of my family as we celebrate 100 episodes. I can't believe it's been 100 weeks in a row that we've been doing this. And uh, I'm excited, guys. All right, let's see who else is on. We have uh, uh, Neil on, Fort Lauderdale's in the house, Stefan's in the house. Yes, can, thank you so much. It's been 100 episodes. It's been so much fun sharing ideas, bringing amazing people on. We have Connecticut in the house, ATL in the house. Yes, uh, Chicago in the house, Indianapolis in the house. Welcome, guys. Keep commenting. Guys, the most uh, engaging person is going to win a $100 gift card to Smart Guests. And I'm giving away free giveaway books. I can't wait. We're giving away some other prizes too. Yes, we did. I did say that we were going to give away some awesome stuff. We have Jersey in the house, Vero Beach in the house. Uh, let's see, Illinois in the house. Um, Yes, we are excited, guys. This is episode number 100, and you're going to get inspired today with leadership habits, growth habits uh, that we all can live by, uh, featuring our super leader, Hortz Schultze, and you're going to learn how he built his team with service excellence and discover the ladies and gentlemen of the Ritz-Carlton. Plus, I have my BFF, Sarah Dan Shion with the Hospitality Minute, uh, talking about what's happening in news and travel. 
Guys, somebody comment. We do this every week. You guys should be used to this by now. Uh, somebody put in the in the comments, smartguests.com is the sponsor of this episode with over 4,580 customers nationwide. Smart Guests helps your hotel improve its operation, marketing, reviews, guest service scores, all of those things with over 50 tools to drive revenues. Turn that guest into a loyal guest, smartguests.com. Somebody put that in the comments so it can be clickable uh, to all of us. And guys, bookmark it, smartguests.com. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. So excited. All right. So every week I talk about a mindset and this week's mindset is very simple. Just keep going. I know a lot of us are struggling with these different things in our in within work, our family, or whatever it is, we just have to keep going because that's what's going to keep us going. And you know, I always look at it when I'm in a struggle, or if I'm in a, like a, a bind, or if I'm in some stressful time in my life, I look at like how the next six months or maybe the future is going to look like look like that for me, and then kind of project myself into that mindset. And uh, I'm not sure if what you do to keep going, but I would love to learn in the comments what do you guys do to keep going. I mean. I thought I was going to quit like a year ago. Um, you know what? I, I can't do this. I can't uh, dedicate my time every Wednesday at 9.30 a.m. to do this. And there are times where I'm like, oh, my God, I have to get up and do this. I have thousands of things going on with my life. And you know what? I just kept it going because I knew in the future that we would, I would have this opportunity to connect and learn from amazing folks like our featured guest today, Mr. Hort, Hort uh, Schultz. Things like that that keep me going. I would love to learn from you what keeps you going. Hit the comments. Hit the love button if you keep yourself going and you inspire others to go grow too. That's my mindset this week. Now, I definitely have my buddy that keeps me going and I cannot wait to meet her. Let's bring her up. Sarah, are you there? Hi, I'm Sarah Dandishi from Ask the Concierge. Every week, I'll be sharing the latest hospitality and travel news and updates in a segment we like to call Hospitality Minutes. What's up, Sarah? We like to call this Hospitality Minute, right? (laughs) This is. We like to call it the Hospitality Minute. First of all, good morning. Congratulations. I have this out ready to celebrate with you later because it's 6.30 a.m. here in Los Angeles and, you know. I'm not that rowdy of an individual. It's still Wednesday, but in a couple hours, I will be cheersing to you, Rupesh. Congrats. Thank you so much for keeping me going, Sarah, as we're celebrating 100. Can you believe it's been 100 weeks in a row that we've been doing this, trying to keep ourselves going and then trying to keep the community of hospitality people going? Well, it's, you know, it's really incredible just thinking about obviously the past year and a half, how everything has changed and evolved and how much more connected we have gotten as a community, as hospitality professionals from all different backgrounds. So regardless of what type of hotel you work in, we've all been able to connect online as we've kind of gone through this entire experience together. Um, So it's, it's so great to be a part of the community and to, to expand our network even if it is digitally and which means it's cool because it's coming to life as, as all of these conventions are coming back and you and I are going to finally meet in person, which is great. Guys, super excited. Uh, here it is. Sarah and I, let's see, hey, wait, 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 there, right, right there, right there. Sarah and I and Glenn are going to be meeting together for the first time ever next Tuesday live from Dallas, Texas at the AHOA conference. Sarah, I can't wait to meet you. 
It's gonna be exciting. <laughs> I can't, it's gonna be fun. It'll be great. And we're gonna do we're gonna do this live show from the conference next week. I can't wait. I'm gonna like I'm gonna have to poke you like this or something. <laughs> yeah. No, you're gonna be, oh my gosh, you're real. You're I, I am a real person. Go figure. Well, <laughs> let's find out what's happening at hospitality, Sarah. Okay, perfect. All right, we'll dive right in. Love this. Uh, American Express, our friends over at American Express, actually, they did a study which kind of revealed how each generation is traveling this summer. And it's just, again, always great to see what consumers and travelers are doing so that we can take that information, empower that us, especially as we go into fall. So they found that four in 10 uh, U.S. consumers have already traveled this summer and nearly one third of Americans have spent more on travel than usual this year. Obviously, a lot of that is due to the fact that many people didn't necessarily travel over the past year. And so whether they saved up a little bit more, whether they're just more excited to have that travel experience, but they are looking, uh, they are spending more on travel. Uh, as we know, we've always talked about this, millennials uh, and Gen Xers are more likely to travel with family this summer. I think a lot of that also has to do with age, uh, but millennials about 57% and Gen Xers about 52%. Um, also the reasons why people are traveling. So people are looking to travel for family reunions, friends trips, birthdays, and of course, anniversaries as well too. And if you remember last week, I talked about honeymoons. This is boom and honeymoon. So people are ready to back out and celebrate those special moments. Um, now, if we want to look ahead a little bit to fall travel, it found about six, they found about 63% have indicated that they want to be, this is interesting, they want to be more intentional with their paid time off and plan to schedule time off for vacation rather than just taking time off here and there and maybe not planning anything. So people are really looking to, to maximize their, their time off and actually take vacations. Great destinations, Florida, California, Texas, New York, Illinois, top flight destinations. Shouldn't be too, too much of a surprise, but that's definitely been interesting. So a lot more things, a, a lot more stats with that. I definitely recommend that you take a look at that study. Very interesting. And then see sort of where your property stacks up. All right. Now moving on. And something interesting to consider as far as the whole travel experience. We all know how uh, there's certainly in the world of aviation that there's been a staffing, there's been staffing issues, certainly similar that we have been sort of struggling with that. But now airlines are concerned about a fuel shortage. Yes, just goes to show you that kind of everywhere down the you know pipeline, so to speak, People are, businesses are struggling with having uh, individuals working for various of reasons. And now they're saying U.S. carriers are finding that there's a fuel shortage. And most of it is going to be in small to mid-sized airports in the West. So keep this in mind if you are planning trips, if you have guest planning trips as well, uh, to, to just be mindful of that. Hopefully they kind of get through that little... Uh, that uh, hiccup through the middle of August, but um, that is going on right now. And then the final thing, um, final topic, which I thought was very exciting, um, doubly A, because it's Los Angeles and I'm based in Los Angeles, but I think it also shows a lot for the hotel industry. So Los Angeles has come out there, actually the second largest hotel construction pipeline market in the United States. By the way, that is second behind New York. Um, obviously, we know New York and Los Angeles are very large um, markets, but seeing that if people are developing properties, they're certainly very optimistic about the future. So they found that uh, about 42 projects and about 6,000 
at the 6,400 rooms are, um, are planned to, uh, are, they're planning to start construction on, on that in the Los Angeles market as well too. But again, lots of figures and stats on that, but more so I think on the broader um, spectrum is, is that people are expecting, you know, travel to continue to come back and certainly hotels to come back, certainly in these bigger markets. So that being said, that's it for the hospitality minute. <laughs> Are you going to leave me on here again? Rupesh? No. I'm not going to do that to you this time. <laughs> it's Mr. Hortz Schultz. We can't do that to him. <laughs> no, we can't. We can't. All right. So guys, if you love Sarah, hit the like button, hit the comment button that you want to see us live together next week. Super excited about this. And by the way, I'm giving away $500 uh, next week as we I have a contest. Sarah, I hope that we get to pick somebody awesome. I can't, I can't wait. wait. Sarah, I can't wait. And here, guys, here's a promo again. Sarah Danishi and I and Glenn Hausman, we're doing the AhoaCon welcome reception Tuesday, August 3rd, 7.30 a.m. And by the, by the way, guys, we're broadcasting live from the welcome reception. All three of us we're going to do this together, and I can't wait to do this with you, Sarah and Glenn. Um, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> I know, I know. Live and in person. This, and this so, is so, so that's Tuesday. Wednesday, uh, you and I are going to do a show together yes. um, in Glenn's booth, which we're just continuing the partnership. And um, I think Thursday, we're just going to have a lot of fun. So uh, Wednesday night, it's a block party at Ahoa Con. And then Thursday, I think I'm, I'm judging a competition. So I think it's just a, a week full of amazing, amazing, amazing um, events. Sarah, I can't yeah. wait to see you next week. I know. I can't wait to as well. It's going to be great. We'll definitely be documenting the moment. So find us, follow us everywhere on social media. But Yeah, where can people find you? Oh, find me anywhere online at Ask a Concierge. My website, askaconcierge.tv. Or if you hear this voice on your TV... And you're like, wait, that sounds like Sarah. It might be me talking about travel on TV. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sarah, are you on a show this week? Are you on national television this week? I'm sure you not, are. Not, <laughs> not yet, but the week is, we're still only midweek. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> awesome, Sarah. Well, it's always a pleasure. Guys, Sarah Danishi, thank you so much for celebrating 100 episodes with uh, Sarah and I. Sarah, we're going to be continuing the celebration next week. We got Don P in the back. Um, we're, definitely, <laughs> we're definitely going to be celebrating next week as we get to see each other. I can't wait, guys. If you love Sarah, hit drop a comment that you do like her and uh, please follow her. Sarah, it's always a pleasure. We'll see you next week. Guys, have a great show. A great show. See you, Sarah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, guys, we're celebrating 100 episodes. I can't believe it. All right, so before we continue, I cannot wait to speak to our featured guest. Um, but prior to that, I asked him a question. I said, uh, I, I said, Mr. Schultz, uh, does uh, the ladies and gentlemen at the Ritz-Carlton accept tips or are they working for tips? And I was thinking that he was going to say no. He's like, of course they work for tips. Everybody loves money, right? And so before I bring him on, I am deaf. I just announced this two days ago. I'm giving away $500 next Wednesday live from this show at AhoaCon, and I'm partnered up again with UTIP, and it's Share Your Most Memorable Tipping Story Contest. So uh, go to rupesh.co forward slash UTIP, 
And it's very easy to enter. You remember last month we gave away $1,000. This month, this time we're giving away $500. Uh, very easy to enter. It is enter your name uh, at the website, take the poll. So you just click on that little thing that says here and then share your story. It could be a couple sentences of what your most favorite tipping story was. Memorable tipping story if it's either you giving it or receiving it. And guys, if you want to share really quickly, um, what's the most, what's the biggest tip you've ever received uh, working at a hotel? Uh, it'd be interesting to know because I I have some some stories that people have already submitted their uh, memorable stories and one person said they got a thousand or nine hundred dollars, which was amazing. Uh, I'm sure you all have stories, so definitely go to uh, rupesh.co forward slash utip and uh, submit your story. You have a chance to win $500. Now, by the way, before we bring Mr. Schultze on, we are giving away a $100 gift card to smartguests.com. Plus, I am giving away copies of his book. So the most engaging person that's commenting, liking, uh, sharing, all those things live on the show, we're going to give away a few copies of his book. Plus, I'm going to be giving away some gift cards. So uh, I'm watching the, the comments. Um, and uh, I'm going to be picking some winners here before the end of the episode. So guys, please comment and please continue the engagement. I love it. I love you guys for being here for the 100th episode. All right. Now, our featured guest for today at the 100th episode, he's had 65 years of experience. He started out as a server's assistant. Um, please help me welcome Mr. Hortz Schultze. Well, I'm just calling you because I thought maybe you forgot that I'm here. <laughs> no, we didn't forget. Okay, we had to okay. We had to build I, this I promise up. you. I promise you. By now, everybody knows it's your hundredth anniversary. <laughs> I promise you, they know it by now. <laughs> if they don't, we're gonna continue. <laughs> to do oh my goodness! Yeah. Thank you so Guess much for that, everybody. Guess what? He's celebrating his 100th anniversary today. Is it really 100? Is it really 100? <laughs> I loved talking to you earlier prior to the show this morning, and we had some great conversations. Welcome to the show. I'm. It, you're a legend in our industry. You've brought so many amazing things to our industry. Please share. Uh, you said, you know, I, I read your bio. You said 65 years of experience in the hospitality industry. And I love that you started out as a server's assistant. How did you get that job? Before you, before we go into it, let me correct one thing that is was mentioned and was written, uh, that I was the opening president of, founding president of Ritz-Carlton. That's not true. I was vice president of the Ritz-Carlton company. There, there, was a, there was a conglomerate company that had many and I was vice president. Now, they gave me a few years later the title president. Nothing changed. I was running that company operationally. But just so you know, my first title was vice president. I became COO president, but nothing changed. I was running the same company, just for your information. That, that is anyway, awesome. that's it. I mean, I, yes, I started in the hotel business as a busboy, waiter, assistant, whatever you call that. I was a busboy in a in a very nice hotel and, and spa in, in, in Germany. Uh, I left home when I was 14, lived in the hotel in a dorm room and worked as a busboy. That's correct. Yeah, and, and so, you know, you've transformed our industry. I mean, I've stayed at so many amazing Ritz-Carlton's and, uh, and, and these properties, they continue 
have setting that standard of ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to talk about these service excellence. We're going to talk about missions, values, all those things that kind of matter to us. Um, but share the story of the ladies and gentlemen, because I think a lot of folks. Well, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, understand when when I left my village, I mean, it was kind of I was a laughing stock. I went to hotel business, cook, waiter. What is that? I mean, in Germany at the time, you 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 learned a, a technical job. If I would have said I'm going to be a, a, a mason, oh wow, that's honorable. Or engineer, now that would have been really great. And here I'm saying it would have been similar. If I would have said I'm going to be a, a garbage man, I would have had the same respect. So I left. And but but my parents uh, found the best hotel in the region which unfortunately was 100 miles, 100 kilometers away from my home. So I had to leave home. But my parents warned me because it was the best hotel in the region. Now, we could never go there. This is a hotel only for ladies and gentlemen. So behave yourself accordingly. I started working. I'm not kidding. The, 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 my mother told me the general manager of the hotel welcomed us and said, now, the guests here are very important, ladies and gentlemen. Don't get envious. You are here to help serving those ladies and gentlemen. We are, we are here as servants to those fine ladies and gentlemen. Well, the next day, for the first day, I meet the maitre d', who I, in a way, reported to. And he said, now, show up tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Not one minute after 7, exactly 7. And don't come to work. Come here to be excellent in what you are doing. Well, that went over my head. I mean, cleaning ashtrays, that's the cleaning the floor, washing dishes. What's mm -hmm. excellent about that? I learned it after a while from him because he was a human being of excellence. And he, he, he impacted my life dramatically. But once a week, hotel school, typical German upbringing, once a week you have a school and all the kids from the area come to that school. After two years, and that again changed my life. Um, the, the teacher said, Write an essay now, three pages for next week about what you now think after two years in the hotel business, hotel restaurant business. I went back to work, and that evening I looked at the Medici and I realized I want to write about him. And he just then approached a table. Now, here it is. And the guests on that table were proud that he came to them. And I said, wait a minute, that's a reversal. They are the ladies and gentlemen. We are just the servants. Yet everybody in this room, every guest, every employee thinks that that maitre d' is the most important person in the room. When I contemplated that, that night to write my essay, I realized he was the most important person because he defined himself as a first-class gentleman. And I said, wait a minute, I can define myself. It occurred to me for the first time that I am responsible to define myself, no one else, not society, not the government, not anybody else, I define myself. And I realized if I define myself as a gentleman, if I am a gentleman. That means if I'm doing excellence in what I'm doing, I will define myself as a gentleman. If not, I define myself some, something as lesser. Then I may be a servant. So I wrote that essay and I named that, that essay, We Are Ladies and Gentlemen Serving Ladies and Gentlemen. And uh, it stayed with me because I got an A 
and never had an A before and never had one afterwards, literally. And when I started Ritz-Carlton, I was in charge of operations. As I ran the operation of the company. I wasn't a developer. I wasn't a designer. I was in charge of operations. When I started it, I met that the motto of the company. We are ladies and gentlemen. We are not servants. Unless we, def unless we sentence ourselves to be servants. Mm. But if we define ourselves as ladies and gentlemen in service, then we are defining ourselves simply as ladies and gentlemen. That's where it comes from. Long story short. That is so inspiring. I, I, I didn't realize that story came from an essay. Um, I would love to read, read that essay. I think it'd be so powerful for new generations that are coming into the industry. As you know, we've been affected this last few years of, in this last year and a half of, you know, is the hospitality industry worth it for me to get into? And, you know, a lot of folks are like contemplating on maybe moving to another industry. What would you say to those folks that are thinking of having a career? In hospitality well everything in life come on everything in life is what you make it everything you have to the question is do you have high intent for your particular job that you have now you see excellence in life and excellence in everything is not an accident is having high intent in anything we do i mean but like like when we started ritz carlton when i started ritz carlton i moved look before it's gone, I was a VP food and beverage for the all, all the United States of, of Hyatt. Before that, I was a regional vice president at Hyatt. I had a great job in Golden Handcuff, anything. I didn't need a job. I, I moved to Atlanta to take that job because I wanted to create, I had a dream to create the finest hotel company in the world. That's high intent. If, I, if that wouldn't have been the intent, Ritz Carlton would have never been that or later Capella, which was just voted the best hotel and, and best company in the world, okay? So it, it's, it was established in high intent. Once you establish your high intent, you don't know how to get there. You don't give it said how to get there. You don't know that, that there is that a great possibility in life, no matter where you are. And no matter where you go, though, if your intent is not high, you won't be high. Right. And, and I wrote down self-worth, which is which is you know the ladies and gentlemen like you were that you're self-worthy too first before or along with you're the guests that you're serving so i love that you kept yourself going through all these different experiences um how did you raise was there somebody that maybe inspired you to keep going or to really learn the industry did you have a mentor in your life well, well wait a minute we all are the result the impacts from other people in our life all of us it didn't come from, from, from nowhere in us. We, we, we stole idea, we got idea, we had mentors and so on. And I was, I was very lucky starting with that matter D who really truly, the, look, and from there on I had a, mentor, a number of mentors. Some of them you may know people, uh, Colgate Holmes, uh, Pat, Pat Foley, you, people that you can learn from. And of course, in, in between before that, many others that I, was excited to see their excellence and to try and steal ideas and thought and, and some of them actually helped me. And that's, that's the thing, you know, that made a deep after my three years apprenticeship when I left there, I left there to, to, to uh, move to, to Switzerland uh, and worked in Switzerland for a while and so on, so on. 
uh, he made me look in his eyes and he said, now, promise me one more time, never go to work. Never, ever go to work. Only go to create excellence in what you're doing. Now, I forgot it in between. But believe you me, he was a reason. And, and, and if I can tell the story, I, I, was, I worked in San Francisco in the, <clears throat> in the Hilton as a room service leader. <clears throat> then I came to the U.S. Mm -hmm. in the Law district. Some of you know it. And had a room, a furnished little room close by on Ellis Street, if you know it. You can imagine, that's where I lived. And I, I wanted, to, wanted to be promoted to room service supervisor. And I knew I would get it because I knew I was the best waiter there. There was no question about it. Because I had learned from in the finest hotels in Europe. And the rest of them just took orders and delivered. And, and I knew, and, and the room service manager was German. So I knew that was my job, the next promotion. And I said, then I got back, after that, I got back to, to Europe. Well, the promotion, the, the, the job opened. Sure enough, a few months later, later the job opened, but I didn't get it. Mm. And it took me a few months first to send a stupid management. Why wouldn't they give it to me? You know, all the, all the typical things we do. And, and, yeah. and it took me a few months to admit the other guy deserved it more. I was very young. I came late in the morning sometimes, a few minutes only, mind you, five minutes. But you could see from 100 yards, I was still tired. And when, yeah. when the manager said, okay, let's fold napkins. And he, I said, why me? Why not the other guys? Well, the guy got promoted, was always in time, always smiled, always said, yes, sir, I'm happy to. When I realized that, I went, went to my little room and I talked to the maitre d'. He had died in the meantime. He didn't show up. Don't, don't worry. But I talked to him and I said, I'm sorry. I went to work to work. I didn't go to work for excellence. Please forgive me. And I will never, ever do it again. And from there on, my career took off like a rocket ship. Right. So it was that drive. It was that yeah. So it was that drive and that understanding like, hey, I need to shift the way I'm thinking, the way I'm behaving if I want a career, if I want to. That's right. That's right. And that's, so, is that what you're Whoever you are right now, you ever are, if you contemplate, go somewhere else, first think, am I seeking, what is my high expectation here? What's my high intent? Is that what I want? And then have a dream. With other words, develop your own purpose in life. Follow that. I love it. And so that, uh, that aligns with your mission and vision. How did you come up with a mission and vision for the Ritz-Carlton Hotel well, Company? Well, it was very clear. I, I, joined the, I joined the job to create the finest hotel company. Now I had a vision. Now, as a leader, once you develop a vision for your department or for your business, whatever, then you have to ask yourself, first of all, otherwise you're not a leader, is that vision good for all concerned? Is it good for, for, the, for the investors? Mm -hmm. Is it good... For the customer, the vision. Is it good for every employee? Is it good for society as a whole? If the answer is yes, really yes, not, not a simple answer. If you say yes, and I say, why is it good for them? I agonized about that. But once it was clear, I also it was clear that I could not compromise anymore. I had to go after the vision to become the best in the world nonstop because I knew it was good for all concerned. That's mm -hmm. a vision. The yeah, mission is 
People all misunderstand. I mean, I, I look, I'm consulting with a number of companies. I'm on five boards of directors. And, and the strange thing with, with, with companies, their, their vision statement is usually a mission statement. They're saying, we are doing this with excellence and so on. That's what you're doing. Whatever you do is a mission. Wherever that doing takes you in the future, hopes, hopefully a beautiful place, that's a vision. Mm -hmm. That's not, vision is not something you can do for sure. Something is you desire, it's high intent for the future. And your vision, if you work your vision well, you get to that point in the future. I, I love that, I love that. I hope everybody's getting inspired by Mr. Schulte's uh, <clears throat> wise, wise words of, of, of leadership and habits. And, and so what are the few habits that you live by even today as you continue to go? What are some leadership habits or some daily habits or routines that, you know? Well, in, in, in relative to my development, and they have other routines, I get up in the morning sun time, I sit down with my wife, have a cup of coffee, we, we pray together and blah, blah, blah. But other than those routine visions, I have very, I have vision, I have intent of continuous improvement for myself. That's very important to me. So I have whatever I do, I have a vision for it. I make a decision about, I, I join a board, I make a decision about, you see, our destiny, again, our destiny is also not luck. Our destiny is the decisions that we made. So I make decisions, I set high, high intent for anything that I'm gonna do, I question myself, is, is that good for everybody? And then I improve. I question myself in, in my function, like I was in a board meeting yesterday with a company in Houston, and after I left and sit in the plane, I thought, I go over to my mind and said, how could I have done that better? That's continuous improvement. To think, how could, you see, let me, let me explain that. A excellence in life, as a human being, as a human being, you're excellent if you do your very best in your function of work and, and, and of life, the functions, the thing you do. You, you don't do it perfect, but you should do your very best. Number two, very important as a human being, you do your very best relationally. Number three, you do your very best morally and integrity-wise. Now, if you do your very best in this area, you're a human being of excellence, but you want to improve that. Yesterday, I had that meeting, I went in the plane and I sat down and said, how could I have improved my functioning there? How could I have done that better? And then you tweak it and you imply what you find the next time. And then I said, how, have, how could I have done my relationship better? And I realized I interfered too much in the discussion. And, and so I'm tweaking that. So if you tweak your, yourself, particularly young people, young people, look here, if you're a waiter, hypothetically, Take you, what, what do you want? You want a relationship with your guests, so they tip you well. When do you, when do you establish that relationship? By interfering and say, excuse me, while they're, con while they're converting, excuse me, my name is Joe, I'm here. I don't give a damn that you're Joe, frankly. See, it doesn't matter, but you, but you have to have a warm relationship. If you say one word too many, you're obnoxious. If you say one word too little, you didn't seem to care. When do you have relationship? When I take my order, I take order, look him in the eye, thank you, certainly, very fine. 
And then you go away and say, how could I have done that better? And then you tweak it. This way you become better and better. And if you do that, in six months, nobody is as good in what you're doing than you are. Right. I, I love this. And, you know, I've had so many amazing connections with hotel folks at the Ritz-Carlton. You're ladies and gentlemen at the Ritz-Carlton. They make great impressions. Let me just show you. Um, June, last month, I stayed at the Ritz-Carlton in Naples. And I can't pull this up on the screen, but I'm going to show you because I, I know I've shown this in um, – in, uh, on, on one of my posts recently, but this gentleman's worked for the Ritz Carlton for over 30 something years, uh, 20 something, 20 or 30 years. He's a doorman. No? He, no, he's in maintenance. He's in, in maintenance. Watch this. Can't see it. Oh yeah. I'm just walking. My name is Pedro. I have the label ready for you. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for staying with you. We really appreciate that. Thank you. My pleasure. So what happened was, and I had to re-record this because I was walking down to the elevator to go to the pool. And this gentleman was painting the the walls. Right? Doesn't make a difference. He's here to surf. That's he it. Was, he was painting the walls. He noticed me from 20 feet away, 30 feet away. Of he course. ran to the elevator and opened the or pushed the elevator for me to um, catch the elevator without waiting. And he okay. said, "I'm ready for it." That's one of the that's one of the non-negotiables that we teach. That's a basic number, and maybe twelve. I'm I'm not sure now. Uh, and it says, "Whatever you're doing, step away from whatever you're doing and take care of the customer. And if the customer comes within within three meters, about nine or ten feet." You look them in the eye and say good morning and help them whatever you whatever they need. E even step away from your own duties. Teach them. That's being taught. That's a process that's being taught. If you don't teach it, it won't happen. <laughs> oh, oh, by luck it may happen once in a while, but it should happen all the time. That's why you teach it to everybody. Yeah. And this gentleman, um, I'm forgetting his name now, but he said when he was growing up in Cuba, uh, he wanted to work for the best company in the world, hotel company. And, and he, they said, you have to work for the Ritz Carlton. It was his dream to work for the Ritz Carlton. And even today it's still his dream. And now he's happy that <coughs> his son is going to maybe move to kind of do what he's doing. And he, so he continues inspiring. And I love that we can do this for ourselves, but it's very difficult to do it for other folks to understand your vision, your mission, so how did you get your entire team to understand your vision? <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me. A little, little bit of a call. Please forgive me if I drink something. Absolutely. So let's understand this whole concept. Let's think, let's pretend on your left side over there, there are a lot of people. These are your guests, your customers, whatever you call patients, whatever you call them. They're, they're over there. That's your market. And on the right, you also have a lot of people. Those are your employees. So mm -hmm. how are you becoming a great company? It doesn't matter in what, and certainly in the hospitality world. You have to know what your market over here expects from your product. You have to understand that, what they expect in behavior, in, in, in product itself, and so on, so on. Once you know that, it's not about you. It's about them, you see. It's not about you. It's about your customer, your market. Once you know that, you have to make sure that the people over here, the employees, understand what they want. 
understand what caring, how do how to say hello, how to say after, how to respond. You you have to teach that, and create processes, systems, controls, and measurements to be sure it actually happens. And how do you create processes and so on? That's called management. Now, what is leadership? Leadership, if you create an environment where those employees over here want to do it, don't have to do it, want to do it. And that is called leadership. Now, leadership without management doesn't go. Management without leadership actually does. But I can assure you. Hold on. Say that one more time. I, say that one more time. <clears throat> Leadership without management, process working and so on doesn't work. Management without leadership does work. But leadership and management together creates much more than only, only management. That is aligning your people. Everybody talks alignment. I mean, they talk to people, what's alignment? Don't even know it. It's a, it's a quacking like ducks in our industries. Alignment, alignment. What's alignment? Alignment is everybody knows what the customer wants. Everybody knows who the company is, what the company thinks, what the company feels, what's the soul of the company, what's the thinking of this department. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows what the, what the customer wants and then create an environment in which they want to do it. That's how you run a business, no matter what business. By the way, you hospitality people, there isn't an industry, none, where hospitality is not absolutely needed. It isn't playing the greatest role. And if I can finish, I'm sorry, Rubish. Uh, you see, what creates customer loyalty? The product, it's not true. We know that for, for sure. It's been studied. The relationship, remember relationship? And a human being creates it. You see, the loyalty is, is nothing. That everybody talks about customer loyalty. What is it? It's nothing but... The customer trusts you. That is not created by your room. That's not. That's created by the relationship. That trust. That's yeah. how important it is to create that that environment in an organization. Absolutely, I love this. I mean, this is all like gold nuggets that you're sharing with us, guys. If you've loved so far what what Mr. Schultz is talking about, hit the love button right now. Hit the like button. All right. So I have a couple more questions. Um, now, with technology coming into play, how do we continue that service level at a high standards when we have technology in, in the way? Okay, I don't want to insult some of you, but I will. Okay, you, you, all of you, all of the big names out there, you guys, uh, Hyatt Hilton, Sheridan, Ritz Carlton, Four Seasons, all of you, pretty soon you have people check make a reservation on this thing here. Yeah. And then guess what? And then you arrive on those things and you check in on that thing and you call your elevator on that thing and you open your door on that thing and then check out of that, that, that thing and then you call yourself still hotel. You all are becoming. And certainly, you are, that's it. You are becoming a sleeping commodity. All of you. Yes. Oh, you don't be mad with me. I love you all. I love the people in this industry. Don't be mad with me. You're becoming a sleeping hospital commodity. That's why those new, smaller hospitality hotels, oh, they should have this thing also, but they should still there waiting for them as human beings and offer their heart 
to stay there. Be hospitality people. You know what hospitality is? Can I tell you? Sure. The first person that wrote about hospitality, guess who that was? That was in the year 500 that taught about hospitality. That was in the year 500. Saint Benedict, the so-called holy person, a saint, Saint Benedict wrote, he had created many monasteries in Europe. And of course, when you traveled in Europe, men traveled by themselves, women didn't, but men traveled by themselves, they went for shelter in the, house, in the monasteries. And Saint Benedict wrote to his abbeys, the ones that were leading those ministers, he wrote to them and said, when a guest arrives, treat him as if it was Jesus himself. And he said, in fact, if you're even if you're in a fast, if the guest is by himself, break the fast and have dinner with them, but first wash their feet, you. And so, you know, how close do we come to that? Hospitality. Hospitality, with other words, giving everything. Hospitality is serving people. What is service? I mean, people, are you, oh, you all talk about service, but what is it? It starts to instantly make contact with a great greeting. Welcome, not hi. What are, you, what are you saying when you say hi? You're saying we are equal. What if you would say, good morning, sir. How are you today or ma'am or whatever? In that moment, you say, I respect you. I honor you. But at the same time, I'm saying, I'm a professional. I'm giving trust. So hospitality is welcome. But the second step, of service, hospitality, is to comply to their visions. After you make contact, it's about them. It's not about you. Mm -hmm. It's about making them feel well and making the, and helping them to make the best decision about your product and about you, the best decision. That's the second step of service. And the third step is saying, farewell. I was honored to serve you. That's, that's our beautiful business. What a beautiful honor it is to work in this wonderful business, caring for people, in a pro not being servants, but being professionally in caring for them and work in environments of, of beauty and excellence and safety and security. I love it. I love this. It's been uh, amazing. It's been a pleasure. It's been an honor having you on, Mr. Salse. Um, I know there's folks that want to ask you a lot of questions. If you have any questions, please write them in the comments. We'll see if we can get back to them uh, after the show. If you love this episode, please hit the comment and share one simple idea that you learned today as we all continue. My last question is for the folks that are working the long hours, the times that it's stressful right now where staffing could be an issue, some of these other things that are issues right now, keeping our industry. Uh, and as we get back to it, what are some inspiring words that you can share to these folks that are working long, long, long hours and in stressful yeah. situations right now? I, and, and believe me, guys, I understand your hours. I understand. I Look here, I worked, watched the editions. I worked the hours. I, I, I come from where you are. Even if you're right now a dishwasher, but all the way up, I come from there. That's who I am. And I know the tough and the pain and so on, and particularly now. But understand, this too shall pass. Don't 
in the, in the process of this, be careful. Do not change your values. Do not change. Do not change your values, and do not change the vision, your purpose. If you haven't set, if you don't set it, set your purpose. Dream of what your your department should be, what your company should be, where you want to be in ten years. That is setting a vision. That is setting purpose, and then consider that purpose and say, no matter what, I will get to that purpose. I will make it. Don't think Ritz Carlton or Capella. I'm, I, you all may know it. I started Capella also, which is now what, what the best best hotel in the world in in Bali, and best second best in the in the in the American uh, measurements, best in in number one in the world in Asia, voted best hotel company. I started. I sold it two years ago. I started a company. Why why was that successful? Why were we with Ritz Carlton in each location, five country continents, the number one? Simple. We, we didn't give up concentrating. We didn't say, oh, now times are bad. Now I will not be the best anymore. Oh, now I don't feel good. I want, no. Concentrate on the vision. No matter what happens, don't allow yourself to focus on the excuses or on the explanations. Look forward. It's, it's, it's difficult sometimes. I know. I have fallen down in the face in the mud, but I get up and said, we'll be number one anyway. And if you do that, all of a sudden, purpose will guide you. And, and let, one word, thing, word, last word on that. Even Aristotle, 3,000 years ago, mind you, said, you cannot be fulfilled as a human being unless you have purpose and belonging. And once you have purpose, you belong to the people that share the purpose. This it's is beautiful. Very it, it is beautiful. It's been amazing to have these golden nuggets dropped. And I just love I really respect what you've done for the industry and what you continue doing. The book, here it is, guys. The book is Excellence Wins, a no-nonsense guide to becoming the best in the world uh, of, of compromises, right? What does that mean? What is Excellence Wins? What does that mean? When you wrote this book, when you said, I'm going to create the title Excellence Wins, well, what is that mean? In other words, no matter what you're going to do, if you – intend to improve to do it with excellence with other words high high intent which is excellence and then apply and work hard you will make it no matter what it is you set up to do period you will it is it the, the winning the as, as i said i promised my my metody to always go for excellence and i didn't and finally went back in in san francisco my little furnished room i can see it right now i promised them again and from there on I became, I became, got the supervisor job. I became, became uh, major D. I became catering manager, assistant food and beverage director, food and beverage director. Joined hired as food and beverage director. Became rooms director. Became general manager, general manager, large hotel, regional, regional vice president, corporate vice president. All that in ten years. Now, because I concentrate on excellence from there on. Totally, every day I wrote it on my mirror in my bed. In, in my bathroom where I shaved and said, go to work for excellence and not for work. It's difficult. You have to manage yourself. You have to constantly tweak yourself and then question myself constantly, could I have done better? And I still can do much better, I know. Yeah. And, you know, you've been all over the media, including all the different uh, media outlets. I love everything you say. And, you know, your mission and your story is always excellence wins. And I love it, guys. The book is Excellence Wins. 
It's been a pleasure having you on. Um, please go to hortzschultze.com to learn more about his masterclass. He also has the need a need to lead.com, which is his uh, masterclass, his uh, training, his speaking. Um, where else can people find you? Well, on, on, on Amazon or or in the, in the web, hostschulze.com. That's it. Easy. This Easy. has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. I hope to meet you one day in person to yeah. shake your hand and thank you for everything you've done for our industry and keep inspiring all of us to grow and to keep going. Um, right. I'll say keep thank going. you so much. This too will, 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 will pass. God bless you all and congratulations on your 100th podcast. All the thank best. Thank you so much. God bless thank you all. so much. Thank you so much, guys. The book is Excellence Wins. Mr. Holtz-Schulte, thank you so much. This is amazing, guys. All right, so I am giving away now. Let's see who's who's left on the show. All right, there. You, you guys are all. You guys are all, all. If you loved this episode, you learned at least twenty things, which I did. I have like a whole list of them. Um, comment, let us know. And I know Sarah's saying that she got inspired. We all got inspired. Guys, we're celebrating my 100th episode. All right. So I wrote down some names. I was quick. I was trying to listen to him as I'm trying to listen, watch the comments. Um, all right. So the winner for the $100 gift card to smartguests.com is uh, Brittany Rowland. Congratulations, Brittany. You just won a $100 gift card. All right. So we're giving away some copies of his book, Excellence Wins. And let's see, we have, uh, and if you, if your name gets mentioned, please send me a direct message. Uh, you've won a copy of his book where I'm going to, we'll, we'll mail it to you. Um, all right. So we have Anna Herring, Herringman, uh, Dina Coventry. Um, oh my God. Siggy comment. Uh, all right. Let me know. Um, let's see who else. Uh, let's see. We have Peggy Godfrey one. Um, Wendy Lovetro, you won. Congratulations. Um, so many other people. Let's see. Uh, we have Regina. Regina, send me a message. Regina Morgan, you won a copy of the book. Um, all right. So I'm also giving away $25 gift card to celebrate the 100th episode. Uh, we have Stefan. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it wrong. Ed Renberg. Stefan, you just won a uh, gift card for $25. Uh, please send me a direct message. Guys, Next week, I'm super excited. Sarah Danishi, Glenn Hausman, and I are hosting the live from the Ahokan Welcome Reception. It's Tuesday, August 3rd. There's still time to register for the Ahoa Conference. Over 6,000 people are going to be joining us live at the convention. We're going to do it all safely. And uh, you can go to ahoa.com and register to uh to uh, join us. And uh, it's not just for Asians, like we talked about last week with the CEO, Ken Green. It's for anybody that's a hotel owner, uh, operator in the uh, in the industry. And, and I'm so excited to meet all the vendors. I'm so excited to meet all of you. Please join us next week, the entire week. It's August 3rd through the 6th, AhoaCon, Dallas, Texas. So excited about that. And by the way, guys, Live from the conference, I'm giving away $500 uh, courtesy of UTIP. Uh, thank you so much to UTIP.money. If you go to UTIP.money, you'll learn more about them. It's a digital, they're changing the way you get tips. It's the digital way of uh, of getting currency or getting tips to your entire staff. Uh, our hotels are signing up. And guess what? If you share your most memorable tipping story, you'll be able to enter into the 
contest that's going to be announced live next week. Uh, so definitely go to rupesh.co forward slash utip. Guys, I am doing this show live with Sarah in Glenn Hausman's booth, live from the Ahokan. I will see you next week. Thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in. Thank you so much to Mr. Hortz Schultz. This was absolutely amazing, guys. Thank you so much for helping me celebrate the 100th. Here's to a hundred or maybe a thousand more, guys. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next week. Guys, bye.